Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. So we begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Allianz Supporting all 32 counties Through the Allianz Leagues Hello and welcome to the Throw-In Independent.ie's GA podcast in association with Allianz. I'm Will Slattery and delighted to be back in these strange times, as always, joined by Michael Verney. Michael, welcome. How are you going, Will? I wasn't sure if we'd be back, but uh, due to popular demand, we're back and the GA season is back, thank God. Yeah, it's funny. Like the last show we recorded uh, after reviewing, I think, round five of the league, actually, we had John Milan on. And just before the end, he was like, lads, lads, just before we go, one thing, do you think there's any chance of a stoppage because of the coronavirus? And we were kind of like, ah, John. we were kind of like looking at each other laughing, like, geez, John Milan off on a bit of a mad tangent here. And then about a week later, the world has changed and probably changed for good. But yeah, as you say, we're back anyway. Uh, what's the last few months been like for you anyway in this in this hiatus? Yeah, no, it's been all right, yeah. It was it was great to get back playing a bit of club hurling, to be honest with you. Um, and I think it's that's been the general consensus from all county players and clubs around the country. They're delighted just to get back. Obviously, a couple of counties will be absolutely sick, and particularly all the county players going back now that didn't get to play their county finals or were waiting for county finals. Uh, saw an interview with Brian Hurley uh, in Cork this morning. Obviously, very very upset. Their county final was called off on the Monday. He's back in a Cork training on Tuesday which is a difficult, difficult thing to get your head around. I was chatting Eddie Brendan Leash. It was the same scenario there with Clock Balakala and Boris Kilcotton. So uh, it's it's definitely different. Um, but I think, like, sure, listen, the whole year has been different. It's an unprecedented year. People kind of realise that they just have to... As I did a piece with Eddie Brendan this morning in the paper and I just said, like, COVID has just made managers have to be unbelievably adaptable and players mm. have to be unbelievable. You have to be so versatile. You have to be willing to you know, just flick a switch almost on, when a decision is made or flick off a switch when a decision is made. But uh, hopefully, hopefully things will go smoothly enough over the next couple of months because we all, we all need it really. We all need something every Saturday and Sunday, something to be following something to be watching, something to be you know, digesting over the weekend and then reviewing on the Monday. And you need that conversation kind of starter. All people around the country all need it. So hopefully it's, it's hard to see it going off unbelievably smoothly, particularly with, with what's going on in Fermanagh at the moment. With yeah. what I think is t- 10 positive cases. So like, that's probably going to be a common team. So it'd be interesting to see how that's kind of dealt with as well. Yeah, that's, before we get into, I guess, some of the storylines on matches with the, with the restart, like that's kind of the big thing coming into it, the Fermanagh situation and the knock-on effect that can have if, if something similar springs up in other counties. Like at the moment, the GA have a very hard line that games will be forfeited if teams you know, are struck down. Is, is that 
do you think that's sustainable in the long term? If, if multiple teams start having to do that, the, as Roy McMenamin has used the word, the integrity of the competition kind of gets a bit thrown in the question. Yeah, I, I tell you what, he also said, Roy McMenamin also said, it gets very, very interesting if, if it happens in a high-profile county. It really, really does. It gets very, very interesting if it happens with a defending All-Ireland champion, be it, be it Tipperary or Dublin. Um, like, imagine Dublin's six-in-a-row bid was, was undone because they were missing a load of players or something like that. Uh, I think Peter Keane said last week as well, the Kerry manager, that there's going to be an asterisk probably beside this year's championship. Anyway, and there could be, and there'll definitely be an asterisk beside it if there's walkovers or anything like that. But you have a potential scenario where you have a potential scenario where you could, you know, you could win two games by a walkover. You could end up, you could win one your first round game, win a game or two by a walkover, or beating a seriously depleted side and end up in an All Ireland semi final. And God only knows what will happen. I, I saw Bernard Brogan saying as well, and I thought it was interesting. There is, you would imagine there's greater scope for shocks and greater scope for maybe, you know, a minnow to get on a run or something like that to happen. I always say that, kind of, I, think, I always believe that winter conditions are a great, great equaliser as well. Games are more determined, I should say, by having a good free taker. You could, you know, your tally could be 14 points in football. It could be nine or 10 frees. That's probably mm. the, the, way, the way it's going to be. Despite the fact that they're going to be in really good pitches and really good venues, but... Winter, winter GA is just slower. It's more of a slog. It'd be interesting as well to see whether players will be able to get through seventy-five to eighty minutes with such a short, such a short preseason because they would usually would have two or three months before they're going into the year, and then they're gradually going in. Big difference going from sixty-minute games to what we've seen now with inter-county games or eighty-minute games, basically now. So there's so many uh, ponderables, and it makes it it makes it so intriguing and so interesting. Yeah, and you kind of touched on some of the, maybe the off-field stuff there with the COVID uh, situation and then, you know, the, the preseason elements. To, to move towards on-field action now and to move towards the Alliance Leagues that are returning, there's some interesting storylines. Obviously, we'll start with the one that you, I saw you follow the story late last night to independent.ie. Jim McGuinness uh, spotted a Galway training, which I, I saw people make the joke that given that they had a much more expansive attacking style under Boric Joyce in the league, is this a, a revert to type? But regardless of, of that joke or that throwaway line, it was very interesting to see him in there. As was Jim, obviously, since, uh, you know, leaving uh, that team in North Carolina, obviously maybe has been, you know, not involved full time. So it was very interesting to see him pop up there. Massively interesting, yeah. Um, I'd say like it, it's one thing like hearing that Jim McGuinness has done a bit with Gaul or something like that. It's another thing actually seeing footage of him of him training with them or doing drills with them. And that standard drill, the one that he was doing, the one that was videoed, is that's Jim McGuinness's drill. That's the drill at the start of a session. Because I remember he took a session off years ago, and I remember the boys telling me it's this hand passing drill where the the sole objective is to get up to a hundred percent. And be absolutely like basically wrecked after a minute or two because you know what it's like to actually get up to 100% and it sets the tone for the session. And it was interesting as well to see some of the Galway lads dropping the balls. And it looked, it looked nearly more like a, like a junior B session or something like that with lads making a mistake, but they were going at a, a seriously high pace. Uh, the backdrop then of the fact that Jim McGuinness and Paulette Joyce went to college together in Shirley and won a Sigerson Cup together in the late 90s. But I think, you know what? I think it was the spark that the, that the league and the championship needed just to see that type of a thing. Because... Even more so now than normal, it's even more covert and secretive now because nobody really know, knows what's going on. You're mm. hearing little things through the grapevine. And to actually see that, I think it was the spark that like in, in the week before championship or league, I should say, was starting back, 
that was just the spark that was needed to kind of set fire to the whole thing. Yeah, because like Galway, to be fair, we're one of the stories of the league. Like they're top of the table as as it stands. If they win their final two games, they'll be crowned league champions albeit two very difficult games starting this weekend against Mayo who I'm pretty sure if I've read the maths right and up to the tiebreakers if Mayo are defeated this weekend they're almost certainly relegated to division two maybe barring a miracle of results or you know given that I think they have the tiebreaker they've lost to Monaghan so they've lost the tiebreaker there and their points difference is such that they're very unlikely to overhaul Donegal so it's a huge game for them. I think they've been in Division 1 since 1997. Galway, Mayo, the rivalry over the last few years has been fierce. So we're starting with a really good uh, fixture there. Yeah, it's a great way to kick it off, isn't it? Galway could, you know, be one step closer to winning a league title, keeping all the momentum going. And, you know, there's no point in saying any different. They'd like nothing more than, than to relegate their neighbours. That, that's just the fact. That's just the fact mm-hmm. of it. It's a, it's a great rivalry between the two of them. And the whole McGuinness angle has just added another, another kind of a little layer to that. And, we're not getting like a slow burner like we might normally get in the league. This is going in and it's high stakes stuff. We we don't know what teams have been doing for the last God knows how long, but like everything will be on the line. Like Mayo will not want to be relegated from the division one. They will they'll see that as a massive demotion and a massive step back, particularly with James Horn building. He'd want to be building in division one. So it's a perfect way to start. And that kind of McGuinness angle is one of many like different angles and different things going on in different counties. Like just off the top of my head, like you've got Wexford going into the Division Four campaign with a new manager. You've got Carlo going into the league and championship now with a new manager in Nile Carew as well. There's so many different things. You've players that we didn't think we'd be talking about in 2020, probably the likes of Michael Quinlevin. You have them back in the county fold now as well. So there's there's so many interesting things and uh and I suppose the unpredictability of it all is well, you just don't know what level teams are at. You don't know how much they're going to have done. You don't know how cohesive they're going to be. But most teams will be in the same boat uh, because they have the similar levels of preparation. Them, but it's very, very interesting. Yeah, there's a couple of interesting ones you touched on there that we might get to in just a moment. But just to round off Division 1, you have Tony Gall playing Tyrone this weekend as well, dress rehearsal for two weeks' time. I'm expecting... Well, just, just on that one, Will, like... That should be a phony war. Yeah, right? I was going to say the but, phoniest of phony wars. But but how can it be as well though? Because like, can you sacrifice a competitive game for, for like not showing your hand? Like, I don't know if they can. I don't think they have time to play that kind of silly beggars. <laughs> I I genuinely I genuinely don't think they do because. I think you're better off going hell for leather and finding out and, and getting, you know, that 75 minutes into the legs. I don't know if that can be a phony war. I don't know if either of them can afford to do that. Like, oh, I, I re- I'd be shocked if it, if it was anything other than a very kind of easing their way in with an eye in two weeks' time. Just on that as well, like, you, you have the potential. It's unlikely, but Conor McKenna is is in training with them. Yeah. So he might he might see some action this weekend. You obviously have all links, uh, all playing links to their last All-Ireland in 2008 have been severed with, with Colin McAvanagh retiring as well. So it, it just shows you there. It's, 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 kind of, it's a new kind of a feeling to it. Um, I, I, I do think both teams will go at it to some extent because I, I, I don't think they can afford not to really. Yeah, we'll go on Mayo and Donegal Toronto. Both televised on Sunday afternoon on TG Car, which is great. There'll be two cracking games. The last team in Division 1 I just wanted to ask you about is obviously Dublin. Desi Farrell's first year in charge. Very unusual season to be taking over. Jim Gavin leaving, then this long hiatus. And in the meantime, you have Jack McCaffrey stepping away. Jim McConnelly calling time on his career. There's been a little bit of turnover there. But I suppose he still has the strongest hand to pick from. But some of these things will definitely come. Like The loss of Jack McCaffrey for one is massive. Yeah, um, I actually think the loss of... Rogan 
uh, O'Gara and even Darren Daly, the loss of the leaders, I would say, in the dressing room, the lads that would definitely be driving standards, the lads that would be talking to young fellas and training, the lads that would be making sure the 15 aside games are unbelievably competitive. They're kind of hidden um, losses that you probably won't see. People would look at and say, yeah, Brogan didn't play last year, Daly didn't really play last year, O'Gara didn't play last year. You know, they'll just bring somebody else in. Don't know if, don't know if it's as simple as that. Uh, the fact that McCaffrey is gone as well, they can replace most players, but you know if you're looking at you know an MVP for Dublin, you're looking at McCaffrey, Brian Fenton. I think they're irreplaceable. And uh, Jesus, like for for a manager coming in, like and Dublin going for six in a row, you couldn't you couldn't consider to have this sort of preparation. Like it's been it's been crazy. It was Jim Gavin was probably late leaving. Desi Farrell was only like only really finding his feet when action everything was called a halt to. And now he's trying to drag it all together again. Um, very, 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 very tough. Like, if they're ever going to be caught, you'd imagine to be caught this year. Yeah. And then maybe just looking in some of the other, like, you know, the other divisions, Division 2, as always, very topsy-turvy. Just two points separates third place and seventh place. And while there's still a bit of uncertainty over the structure for even 2021 regarding the Talchon Cup, you still don't want to be in that trap door when it, when it swung shut at the end of the league campaign. No, definitely not. I suppose as regards as regards the league starting back again, I suppose Cork are probably the real the real winners because it would have been a disaster for them if they'd had to stay in Division Three another year. So it's looking like they're going to be up Division Two. Just on that Clare for Man game, like that's you know really really interesting because you, you don't know whether the game is going to happen. Number one, number two. Uh, I thought Ryan McMenamin made a good point as well. Like it's one thing saying you know a, a substantial number of players have COVID and they're going to be back on this date, but like. Are those players going to be anything like what they were before yeah. tracking yeah, it's it? Like, important it's, point. Like, yeah, like it's not you can't just say, Oh, he has COVID, he's free to play in two weeks' time. Like I think he was saying that they're like they're all a lot of them are really, really fatigued. Um it's a real messy situation because I think Fermanagh's hotel in Clare was cancelled or the appointment or booking was cancelled last week. Then on, on the Clare point of view, you have Gary Brennan back in. I wasn't sure if I'd see Gary Brennan in, in a Clare shirt again, just the way things were. It was looking like he was going to go travelling for this year. Um, you have Jamie Malone back in as well. There's there's so many things like and they they're fighting for their lives there too. So division two, yeah, division two, division three is really interesting. Then, as I said, you have Sly, you have Sligo, um, or you have Sligo in D- division four. They're trying to they're looking like they're they're going for promotion. Then you have Carlo. With, with a new manager, Niall Crew and Ger Brennan, and you have Wexford with a new manager in Shane Roach as well. They were going well under Galvin uh, before he left. So yeah, what, so what did you make of the Paul Galvin decision? Um, well, by all accounts, I think he's had to relocate totally to the west um, due to due to probably family reasons, and I think he's been you know he's been he's been dipping in and out of Dublin for work, but. It's it's probably an awkward run. He probably took over. He took over in July of nineteen and was there, you know, a year, a year and a bit, and never actually took charge of a championship game. Like that's a stat that would be thrown around, or a fact that would be thrown around that he was over Wexford or whatever, and never took over a championship game. But it's kind of nonsense, really, because there was no championship games to take over. But um, from what I'm hearing, he he's left it. He's left it in a fairly good place, and it would be a seamless enough transition with. Shane Roach, who was kind of his, his lead selector, he's taken over. Declan Brown, actually, the, the tip football legend, is in as part of that backroom team there as well, too. So it's amazing. There's been a lot of moving and shaking in backroom teams and in squads. And I think people have looked... See, it, it's different. Lads that maybe weren't available before or you know couldn't mix club and county, really, really good club managers, 
allow a flow afforded that freedom to get involved in, in county county stuff like I see like just for example in, in Galway uh, Noel Larkin who was a coach with Galway in 2017 he's now on the Westmead backroom team and it's looking like they could have former Galway hurler uh, Davy Glennon involved as well in their setup. It's given uh, lads a chance to get involved maybe in county setups that they probably didn't think they would be. Um, and hopefully, hopefully the league and championship will benefit from that. It's going to be really, really interesting. It's great. It's great because you don't know what you're going to see. It's it's so hard to expect or know what you're going to see from different counties. And uh, there's no real there's no real trap tour. While while new managers might have a bit of a fool's pardon kind of for the for this year because of the way it's worked. Like Desi Farrell doesn't have that. You know, any of the guys in Division One don't have that. So it's going to be really, really interesting. And Michael, while well, obviously the football league takes centre stage and the Division One hurling uh, league will be decided by a championship game between Limerick and Clare, uh, there's a few other league finals uh, in the hurling up for the, for grabs as well. Yeah, there is. Yeah, the two A final is a really interesting game this weekend. Antrim play Kerry and Tullamore. Huge game for both sides. I believe Antrim went well in a challenge game against Tip a couple of weeks ago. They're fairly well drilled under Darren Gleeson, who was obviously the Tip goalkeeper, former All Star. And they're coming up against the Kerry side, uh, managed by Fintan O'Connor, who had a COVID case last week. So their preparations could be interrupted a bit too. That would be an interesting game. Uh, Down and Derry and all Ulster clashed in the Division 2B final. And Sligo and Leitrim in the Division 3B final uh, in the Connacht Centre of Excellence as well. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. They're probably, you know, maybe lower profile games this weekend. But massive, massive, uh, massive carrot for all those teams. Like Antrim or Kerry will be playing Division 1 hurling next year. So it's a massive, massive game for them. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to forget, I guess, because it's been kind of a strange couple of months. But there's still a lot of league, uh, you know, crowns up, up for grabs. There's a lot of teams that want to win football and hurling included. A lot to look forward to over the next few weeks, and I'll be looking forward to recapping it all with you next week, Michael. Thanks so much for joining us. Cheers, welcome, Matt. And that's all we have time for on the throw on this week in association with Alliance. We will be back next week reviewing all the Alliance League action. In the meantime, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or listen on Independent.ie. So until next week, thanks for listening. And goodbye. Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues.